I hope you're prepared, Pinky. For tonight's plan to take over the world promises to be extraordinary. Pinky? What's good, Divine Gang Gang? Listen. <clears throat> if I have to <laughs> give you a... um theme song i think for the rest of the year it's gonna be picture me rolling for real baby because i think i'm already starting to struggle keeping up with these daily podcasts i really do be (laughs) rolling okay well like let me let me try to get to day four let me twirl over here do what i need to do and go about my business so i'm gonna share with you something from the daily lives um i love it because this initial phase that he's in, I looked at the breakdown um, and I can see what he's doing. So January is all about the seeds. <clears throat> and so with the seeds, he's inviting you to go back to your your childhood. You know, um, one of the things that I kind of started talking about midway through my podcast journey was how much we don't talk about the divine child, right? We talk a lot about divine feminine, divine masculine, but we don't talk about divine child. And and um, it's, it's at the core, it's at the root of everything, you know? The way that we love, right, comes out of our childhood. The way that we make our money comes out of our childhood, the how far we're willing to push and dream and aspire things are all rooted in our childhood so I love where he's going with this and it's literally seeds you guys it's literally like little bite-sized pieces um that he's kind of like leaving a little trail right like a trail of rose petals or little gems along the way to get you from a to z from january to december you know stronger 365 ways stronger <clears throat> and so i wanted to share this one with you it is so profound like i said i'm i'm paying attention to his content and um i want to make sure like i don't want to give away too much of his content um so i'll sometimes i will just summarize what he has to say sometimes i'll read a quote that the general public can get. But this one was really deep. Um, There's a section that he wrote, and it says here, this is so deep. I want you to catch this, and let me turn the music down, because that's what I'm using for my flashlight here. So it says, um, he says here, we're talking about what's within you, right? And we've been talking about how you need to Revisit the things that made you happy when you were a child and how to make money maybe from the things that you used to love uh, when you were a child or using them for self-care rituals throughout your week to make you happy. We also talked about listening to your impulse voices, right? Your impulse impulse voices were strongest when you were a child. And so here he is on day four. It's titled, It's Already Within You. So here's the quote, um, just a little small section of what he wrote. It says, you must dig for signs of such inclinations in your earliest years, right? So this is talking about going deep. And this is perfect, I think, for winter. Um, 
this is the time that we're doing the digging and searching. Beginning of the year, we're getting clarity, right? You must dig for signs of such inclinations in your earliest years. And I love this too because <clears throat> it's talking about like even for my youngest, my young people, you know, part of what troubles me, and I thought this was going to be short, but let's just do it. Let's just go into it. I just cannot for the life of me figure out how things are not getting better for our youth. I mean, I think it really comes down to us adults are really that goddamn selfish. Like, because for me, you know, I wanted to have the five kids. I would have loved to have, you know, those kids. Um, I have my niece and I dote on her as much as possible. And stepping up to just make sure to check in with her and nurturing and watching every step of the way to make sure it's kind of like um, teaching her to, to go on the tricycle type of a thing and being able to watch her develop. And I'm so protective of her and I cannot for the life of me figure out how <clears throat> we are not as a collective looking out for our youth. How are we not making sure that they get ahead? And so but I say all of that to say, you know, dig for the signs of inclinations in your earliest years, you know, for whatever young person. I know I have as young listeners as young as 16 and all the way up to 65. But <clears throat> please, if you're a parent, you know, if you're an auntie or uncle, like encourage them to start to dig, you know, for the inclinations of what's at their core. What is their calling from the earliest years? You know, and, and I've talked about this before too, but with Christianity, it just strips children of their ability to to come here with, for what they were made for, right? It's all about conformity, about being a sheep. And <clears throat> they're taught in Christianity from an early age to surrender their locus of control outside of themselves and wait um, and not refine themselves and figure out who they are and what their calling is, right? So that that's just striking me deep. I, like I said, I'm, I need to twirl off of here. So let me just finish this couple of sentences. It says, look for its traces and visceral reactions to something simple. So it's saying, look for traces and visceral reactions. So as you're going through life, uh, remember yesterday he was talking about impulse voices. So that's another way of saying, look for traces and visceral reactions. As you're going through your day, what are the things that make you smile, that make you feel happy, that make you curious? And you just never, you drowned out those voices in the process of becoming an adult, right? They talk about when we were children, we used to ask like, um, I, I remember the number 3,000, but I know for sure that a child couldn't ask 3,000 questions a day, but... <clears throat> when we're children, we're always asking a lot of questions, even if it's just why, 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 and we get scolded and we get gaslighted out of asking questions and out of being curious, right? And we're told, don't do this, don't do that, don't do, you know, and we're not really nurtured to take on our calling. And especially when we're children, it's kind of like, no, you conform, you fit into the system, you go with the flow and you become an adult who goes out into the world and you work for someone else and you build someone else's dream, right? <clears throat> so here we are, we're being pro programmed. And it's, and it's so, I love it because 
we've been talking a little bit about the first card I pulled for the year was awakened consciousness, right? And so, uh, y'all, I always got to have my water, my water bottle. Give me a second. <clears throat> Baby girl needs to get some water. Hold on. Mm. So good. All right. Um, but part of the awakened consciousness here is the small traces. Look for the little clues, right? Sometimes we may have heard this message already to follow your inner childhood voice. And we think it's going to be this big bang or a big flash or something that falls into our lap. But sometimes it's just paying attention, opening your eyes to how you feel, throughout the day and and, um, throughout the week and what your inclinations are. What do you long for? What do you really wish you would be doing? What do you really see yourself enjoying and being fruitful in? It says, look for traces and visceral reactions to something simple. A desire to repeat an activity that you never tired of. A subject that stimulated an unusual degree of curiosity. Feelings of power attached to particular actions. And that one really struck me too. I'm going to be talking a lot about how, you know, if it's one thing, I'm going to just take my personality and who I am and my role and my obsession for power and fortune and make sure that all of my twin flames have that, right? And you've been hearing me talk a lot about how I got really pissy when I started to find out just how much power we're lacking and how much is there for the taking. And so this last sentence, you know, this last part where it says feelings of power attached to particular actions. And I love it because for my divine masculines, it's like, Look for things that make you feel powerful and and continue to ride that wave and go for it and be that leader and rise and ascend, right? For women, I love it because it's like the power of being pretty. I, I am going through a recalibration on a whole grand scale. <clears throat> and sometimes I'm frustrated because I want to be further out and further ahead, but I'm learning what it means to just rest in my femininity. My power lies in my femininity and knowing, you know, where where my strengths are. And it's in magnetism and reception and multiplication and happiness and curiosity and spirituality and beauty and radiance and youthfulness, right? And being just happy and carefree, <clears throat> right? Um, and I, and I think that even moving forward for me, it's like I really want to make sure to make a distinction between ultra femininity and ultra masculinity. I kind of was coming from the area where we were so androgynous. I was trying to become more masculine and trying to make it more balanced. Um, and encouraging more men to be more 
androgynous and more in their feelings. But I think, you know, let's just see what that means. What are the feelings of power attached to particular actions? And for me, it's like I'm finding that I don't have to fight to feel. I feel... And, I, and you can hear, like, even in my previous podcast, I'm thinking back to certain things I've said, and it's, like, resonating for me. Even as I'm rereading this, again, it's like, yeah, I remember feeling the most powerful when I was the prettiest, right? When I was definitely just being a girly girl and <clears throat> being carefree. And a little bit of it means that I can just be rude and... And um, practice, I think one of the things that triggered someone, but it that was a moment that I felt powerful. Um, he was upset with me because he's like, oh, you're doing conditional femininity. And I said, yeah, I'm going to do unconditional uncon- um, femininity. If you're coming to me dusty, I'm just going to, I can't deal with it. I'm going to just be disrespectful. And, and if that means cutting you off or ignoring you and not speaking to you and not acknowledging you and blocking you and, and not returning your text or not acknowledging you in the streets, then it just is what it is now. But if you show up presenting as like somebody who has power and authority and you're, you're like groomed to, to be a person that has legacy and, um, class, Oh my goodness, listen, the eyelashes will flatter, the softness will kick in, the sway of the hips will kick in, like, and it's not even about just being thirsty, it's just about, okay, I see you, I feel safe, I feel protected, and we will talk more about the dynamics, right, too, because it's just calibrating, right, adjusting up and down, and not going into chaser energy, but just acknowledging the energy for what it is. And I've talked a little bit also about how, you know, there's a separation of the classes going on right now. There's a separation between the upper crust and cream of the crop, right? Or or the crust and the dust and the cream of the crop, right? And so what are you gravitating towards? And what are you aligning yourself with? Um, and so I kind of shared a little bit my experience from what I'm going through, but I want you to think about what, what are actions that make you feel powerful? And this is almost just interesting too, because I, to what degree are you out there working and I'm, I'm going to push it. I'm going to, I'm going to push this. I'm going to trigger some people, but to what degree do you feel powerful working at McDonald's? I used to work as a cashier, you know, actually take a scroll it all the way back. Um, I used to work in high school, but my first official job out of um, high school was working in a dish room, right? Worked my way up to cashier and then finally got into an office setting and then worked my way up through the, you know, through the ranks, the best way I knew how. But it's like, when you talk about feelings of power, part of what propelled me and pushed me is, you know, I don't want to stay in that position. I don't want to stay at that wage scale. I wanted more. I wanted more in terms of income and safety and security, right? <clears throat> and so it's like, how long are you going to continue to feel 
happy being working at McDonald's and not progressing yourself, how long are you going to continue to allow yourself to be making 40000 I think that um, I'm going to be playing f- with the future with, I really want both my divine feminines and masculines to get six figures. Is it going to take time? Yes. Can it take up to the first 10 years? Yes. Are we going to work on formulas to really fine tune what that means? Yes. I think for divine feminines, I love passive income for you. Um, But for the masculines, it's like there are so many opportunities out there. There There's so many opportunities for taking. There's an abundant universe and you just have to be focused and push through, right? But again, it just goes to feelings of power attached to particular actions. And if you're going through your day feeling like you don't have feel power as a divine feminine or divine masculine, pay attention to the small traces of the instances that you do. And then lean into those actions. Okay? Wow. I'm on. And it and so it says it's already there within you. You have nothing to create. You merely need to dig and refine what has been buried inside of you all along. <clears throat> inside of you. So what's inside of me? I've already told you, like I have my needle chart. So I'm gonna come across a certain kind of way. But the message I always want to get back to you is as you're listening to me, dig inside of you because there's some beautiful things inside there. Power is going to look different for you. Wealth is going to look different for you. But I'm always encourage you, it's going to be above that hunt, that six figures, right? Because I understand that it's about you developing mastery and skill and dedication and purpose, right? Let's not settle for less. It's... um. Oh, oh, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. But there's um, my in my favorite book, The Science of Getting Rich. Um, there's a quote in there. And I have it pinned at the top of my notepad here. But there's a quote that is coming in right now. Um, okay, so it says... Um, ah, it's worth it for me to find it, but it talks about how it's so, um, like derelict for you not to, to be the best version of yourself. Let me see. And I think it was in chapter one. Gratitude. Miss Snow, I would have probably put stars. I loved it the whole thing. Okay, I'm going to have to summarize it. But it was saying that it's, it's almost diabolical for you to be content with lack and, um, not having power and not having control and not having wealth, right? Ooh, what's going on here? All right. <clears throat> Anyways, so the it says, um, what's buried inside you all along? If you reconnect with, if you reconnect with this core at any age, any age, right? 
um, some element of that primitive attraction will spark back to life, indicating a path that can ultimately become your life task. Right? So that one was just so beautiful, you guys. This is that's one of my favorite messages, but I'm following the train of thought that he's giving us and um I hope that it was a blessing to you. Um excuse me, I would say chit chat for the rest of the day. Like I said, I'm in a space where I don't I'm <laughs> I am just going to, hold on, maybe I might decide not to say anything after I drink some water, hold on. Mm. I'm telling y'all, this water is so good. Hmm. I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be a little brat. I had said it before, but I'm going to say it again. I think I'm just at this place where I'm frustrated because, um, so you've already gotten your positive message for the day, but in terms of like a dare diary moment and just chit chat for day number four, I'm so frustrated because, you know, the, the, um, conversations that are going on is just there's there's so much out there you guys I think that once I watched that you know I stopped watching it for a little bit but I was watching billionaire and you start to realize that there are people as we speak as you're listening to me under the sound of my voice that are making real legit power moves making billion dollar decisions, million dollar decisions, buying houses, real estate, strategizing, planning, you know, trying to get ahead. And I really want that for the black community. And um, so what will happen is I've know, like I happen to be listening to someone on there and I just kind of hopped off and I'm protecting my, my, my um, energy. I kind of listened to little pockets of conversation, but long story short, this guy was just talking. He was so proud that he had dragged this woman and a black woman. Right. Um, and um, it was one of those things. I was just sad. And, I, and like I said, frustrated because it's like, he won't drag white supremacists though. He was talking about how he spent a whole month dragging this black woman he is so proud that he dragged this black woman. So what, February, are we going to wait for you to drag white supremacy? Are we going to wait for you to drag the injustices that are happening? And so, but then it took me to the to exactly where I am right now and why I'm frustrated because I, I'm going to totally rest in my femininity in the sense that at the end of the day, I'm just a girl, right? And I can come on here and I can bitch and moan and complain but it's like we're at the mercy of these men to to really man up get their economics in place and to make some real power moves and doing it online and podcasting you know just like me it's it's so hilarious i i have kind of said it before uh it's my channel if i get the monetized or i come across some way then it is what it is but i'm sitting here on my pretty pussy just talking and chat and chatting and being a girl and and resting in my femininity so what is it for you to be a man and be on the podcast and 
on YouTube saying the same thing, just sitting there being worthless. Like, how long are you going to continue to just be complaining about stuff and getting no results? Like, I'm at a point where I'm frustrated with no results. How are we just not there as a collective? Why are we taking pride in dragging each other out? And when there's people making whole entire moves, like I'm telling you, if you want to kind of like low-key get depressed, watch any episode of... um of billions um and it is funny it is what it is there's a little bit of some raunchy scenes in there but um but if you go to like right now I'm on season four and I kind of took a break but um it's like you you watch just one episode and you see how people are masterminding whole entire moves buying whole entire companies um i love it because it talks a lot about like stocks and how many percentage of shares and how the couples are even aligning and and um and that type of thing. and there's none of us in there you know if you talk about life imitating art there's none of us in the room like there and and what's to make it even sad and is if anything like season four now we start to have more black women in there right and at one point the second to um in command was a black woman but the one representation of the of the one black man in there he's married to a japanese woman and when i tell you he's a pussy he is so fucking soft like this man and and the way he played that role he played it well round of applause standing up ovation his role was was pussified and he played every bit of it just soft just scared just begging for a handout no power the one freaking black man and then like the um i think like was a season three i started to notice they they played they the the black man because i'm at this point i'm paying attention to all the the key players all the how people are moving what they're saying right because y'all already probably picked up i have a little bit of pinky in the brain like let me start to align myself so i'm very much like world domination take the world over um type of thing like i'll be twirling in and out of stuff but i have a little bit of pinky in the brain type of mentality so i'm starting to notice like who's doing what how they're doing stuff and i'm like yo soon as i get my coins in order i'm gonna start to join rank i'm gonna i'm gonna um join the ranks with these people and start to make these power moves right and i lost my train of thought on what i was gonna say but it's like listen there are moves to be made oh yeah so i started paying attention to the power moves and who's making what and so i want to say it was season three because i'm on season six right now now i'm paying attention to who the men are who the women are how they're playing the roles you know how they're doing things um like literally i'm using it as a blueprint right and so then i find myself paying attention to where there's and so finally i see some black men way back in the corner guess where he is he's he's the security guard and so the roles that they have been playing are the security guards and then um and then um for the billionaires chief of of um 
police or whatever, his not chief of police, but like the chief of uh, security is a black man, but that's the most power he has. There's no, there's not like not really any of us in these roles. Like at what point do we just get tired of this? And, and like I said, my frustration too is, it's, it's kind of just sad. Like we, when I tell you, we don't care about our children. We don't care about our children. I don't understand how, there's not a collective of divine feminine women who are trying to make sure that our women marry the best men and get the best situations and that our um, sons are getting the best jobs and making the most money. Like I'm all about the world domination. And as I figure it out, like if it, like I've said it before, my divine feminines, my divine masculines, we're going to dominate call me crazy, call me whatever you want, but no. And our kids need to be, you know, set for life. And we need to pass on the wealth of knowledge that we have. And I refuse to to believe that we're going to continue to let our children just struggle on their own. It's just diabolical. It's just sad, you guys. But at the same time, it's kind of like I'm living in two worlds where it's like, in the 3D, I come down, I see what it is, I want to fix it, um, and continue to pinky in the brain mastermind and figure out how anybody under the sound of my voice, like, I want better for you, I want you to marry well, I want you to marry, you know, and make really good money, right, and I want your children to be able to do the same, um, and no excuses, right, no excuses, um, and and still being able to, like I said, some of you know, I'm finally into where I can do the passive income so I can, I'm so happy. I'm free. I can just relax. I don't have to, when I tell you, sometimes I'm like, damn, I don't ever have to report to a boss again. Ooh, wee, that's a whole, a glorious feeling. So I'm glad I did my day number four, y'all. But if I don't, if, if I have moments of silence, like for real, for real, I'm, Picture me rolling, all right? Know that I love each and every one of you. I'll see you at the top. I am your oracle. Peace. We shall do no less than go to Fort Knox, Kentucky, keeper of the nation's gold supply. There, we will expose the guards to our pollen, and while they're sneezing uncontrollably, we'll move into the vault and take the gold. For he who controls this nation's capital controls the nation. Off-